Hi guys, and welcome back to the weekly freestyle. This is season three, episode eight now. Uh, so heading towards the back end of season three already, which is crazy. So we're about to hit the big thirtieth episode, but I am zooming in uh, for this podcast record from Australia, actually. So um, I am ten hours ahead of Alex. He's over, not in Maidenhead. Where are you today, Alex? No, I'm in the Cotswolds today, Tom. In the Cotswolds. A lovely setting indeed. Um, it, but yeah, it's, as you said, it's morning my time. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel as I'm a bit more fresh faced than you are, um, but we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. So it's half six in the evening here. So I'm just wrapping up my weekend. Uh, and Alex is just starting at Sunday, half eight in the morning. So um, we're making do. We're making do with the time zones. Luckily, we got the interview with Katie Shanahan done while we're both in the UK. Otherwise, like we said, it would have been Flagstaff, Arizona, Maidenhead, England and Gold Coast Australia trying to zoom in um, recall at the same time which would have been quite tough but no I'm out here on the Gold Coast Australia um, for a four week training camp we're one week in so we arrived last weekend it's Saturday now uh, sorry Sunday now we've done one week and we've got three weeks to go so three weeks today I'll be just landing back into into the UK which is crazy to think Um, but yeah we're going to be chatting about um, warm weather training camps um, Australia training camps and a little bit of a catch up as well. I think that's the plan for today, isn't it? Yeah, we've 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 got a lot of um, stuff to catch up on. And I think maybe a good place to start would be um, the interview we we did with Katie last week, or the mm. the chat we had in terms of getting our initial thoughts on it. Um, I certainly thought it was a, a really fun chat. I don't know, I don't know what you thought. Yeah, mate, I, I completely agree. Um, I've known Katie for a long time now. We've been on quite a few teams together, and we've been on um, British teams. We've been on Commonwealths together but on separate teams her for Scotland me for England and we've been at the ISL representing the same team as well so you know we've we've done quite a few competitions together um which has been brilliant and it was great to get her side of of um you know her views as like a young female athlete kind of making her way up to the ranks who's burst onto a senior team senior scene in the last 12 months kind of get her view on the world of swimming at the moment competitions and also she's obviously out in flagstaff at the moment at an altitude training camp so i'm doing a warm weather she's doing an altitude and it's interesting to hear about how the training's going and, and obviously she's based up in scotland so she went in depth on her training philosophy which is completely different to mine um down in bath so it's, it was a really interesting episode i think mate yeah i thought the the training stuff was really interesting because i'd not heard about um it's where well, it's tiggy's the coach but what was mm. the guy's name who yeah so in charge tiggy's of the coach but they do a coaching philosophy called Jan Altbreck, That's a, which is the a Dutch Altbreck. physiologist, Altbreck system. No, that was new to me. And, but also I think it's it was interesting how obviously she is new to the international scene, but also she is she is the international scene because, mm. you know, she is up there at major championships winning medals. Um, mm. So I guess for her, hopefully she'll want to change the colour of those medals to get on the top step. But yeah, really yeah. cool how she's... She's still young, but um, she's there at the moment. So, yeah, hopefully you guys will uh, really enjoy listening to that. Um, things to catch up on just before we really get into your your training camp, pal. Um, I've got I've got a couple of notes here written, and I, one of them is that I went for a swim. Can't remember when that wow. was, but I think I, I went think for Withers, a swim. I think Luke Withers, uh, Luke Withers, obviously a friend of both of ours and a coach down at Maidenhead, might mention did he? he went down for a swim. So how, how, yeah, how did he good. find it? It was okay. I was in for about twenty minutes because really, I just I just wanted to catch up with him. It's kind of um, <laughs> it's kind of our our hangout. So as soon as I had my chat with um, with us, I I head off. Um, but yeah, shout out with us. Um, Actually, shout out with us. It's his birthday today. I think. 
yeah i did see that i saw that message go through that's a huge just huge work from you um yeah, yeah, ha- yeah. happy birthday luke um <laughs> hopefully he gets back to that message um lucky we mentioned him yeah, definitely. um, yeah. then uh, some other notes I've got it written down here is that we actually got a follow from British Swimming, yes, we did. So, we did, Which... I think we, we, we got we got quite a lot of social media traffic recently. So, um, mm. thanks very much, thanks to Lucy, the producer, uh, and her reels that she's been doing. I think that short form video content has been really taken off. You can have like 22,000 interactions or something on the yeah, on the inside, it's... something crazy like that. Um, yeah it's um it's yeah it's a really good but kind of like simple way for us to yeah kind of i guess get some of our content out to the slightly wider audience and as you say a a short clip form and um i think one of the the interview clips that really sort of not blew up but got quite a few views was the one where i think there are more to come but um one where you're discussing sort of the prize money because i do Mm. think that people are interested to hear about that and it's not something that's that's discussed fully so yeah quite a few people have been watching that yeah it's really good i think also with the ed mildred interview he went on to post it on his story as well which obviously accesses a lot more swimmers and and people in his sphere of influence and yet british swimming went and followed us so um Mm. i appreciate the follow and hopefully you know, maybe we can get some uh, high ups in British swimming on the pod soon to chat about the, the internal structure and, and and the plans for the whole team. Um, yeah, definitely great, great it's, follow. It's it's not you that runs a British swimming account, just, just no, to mate, check. no, it's not. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I just run all the accounts that follow us. <laughs> yeah, good. Lad. I'd, different names. I'd back you for doing that. And um, oh, the uh, the third the third leg video. Yes, um, yes. has has resurfaced now. I don't. I, mm. You might want to explain the context of this, but it's um it's come to light again. Yes. So for people who don't know the third leg video, it can sound a bit weird, but essentially, I did an interview the day after, no, the day of winning the four by two at Tokyo, uh, and it was with Claire Balding, and um she mentioned um the third swimmer in the relay, and she was talking to myself and Matt, my teammate, and she said, oh you have a phenomenal third leg, uh, obviously referring to the third leg of the relay, but that can be um, taken to mean something else. And it was like one in the morning and I don't think I quite reacted correctly. I was just like smirking. I was trying not to laugh basically. And it made this really great little clip that went viral that day and has just resurfaced now again, for some reason, 18 months on, it kind of done the rounds again on Instagram and things like that. And um Mate, I, I I commented on the on the video. I said, "Oh, you well, you can't blame me like for, for laughing and stuff." Like that. that comment got like three thousand likes. I got like two thousand extra followers That's just my video surfing. It got like millions of views. I'm pretty sure um, wow. on Instagram. So uh, mm. yeah, crazy. But um, there you go. Yeah, I, th- I think the reason that video is so funny is uh, well. I think it's a because oh no I think the main reason is because it's so relatable mm. um because obviously that kind of thing that happens with those interviews with like a, a prominent BBC presenter or whoever happens quite a lot obviously you guys are kitted out in your team GB stuff but it's the yeah. way she makes the comment but you react as in how any sort of I feel as like how anyone would yeah. Uh, but it's the way that it's the way that people see that you react but it's like the, you know you know you can't bite but you have to like it's the like BBC the Thierry Henry like like the yeah, ghost. <laughs> I think the funny thing is also there's a slight bit of lag 
as well in the mm. video. So there's a slight pause and I'm just like smirking. It's funny because I've chatted to Claire about that a few times, actually. And she said, oh, God, it's just one of those things that you've got to laugh about. She finds it really funny now. Um, and it's just one of those videos that will go down in her, you know, journalistic um, career. Uh, but I've actually been, I've been stopped in the street, I'd say, just as many times for that video as I have for actually swimming at the Olympics. Like, I have That's people mad. come up to me in the street and they're like, oh, you're, um, you're, uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like the Olympics and stuff. And they're like, what? So no, nah. you're, the third, you're the third leg guy. I'm like, cool. Yeah, I did also go even, to the Olympics. Wasn't even your leg, was it? <laughs> not, not even true. <laughs> My leg. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, like, I did also swim at the games. Like, that's what, but no, it's the third leg. No, thanks. So, um, yeah, no. So, uh, shout out. It, well, it's, it's gone down in history, hasn't it? Gone down in it history. Has, that, yeah. I think it's a funny, mate. I, it cracks me every time I watch it. So, yeah, I'm it's not too good. I, if, and even like, I feel as though my like my pals they'll like they'll like send it to me it's like <laughs> fair enough yeah 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 no it's a good one it but yeah it's all, it's all good and then finally just before we get into the um the real nitty-gritty I had a a moment I think it was last weekend might have been the weekend before where I was getting my I was getting my Sunday long run done and I ran past um one of they they were an acquaintance like one of my dad's mates but as i ran past uh shout out herve he was actually listening to the podcast that's that's insane that's when you know that you got a bit of outreach and stuff like that that's when you know you're big yeah that's that's when you know that's when you know you've got 5k listens you know that's when you know the british total but um (laughs) but yeah it's it's crazy because um, I follow, like, one of my favourite podcasts is The Rest is Politics, and it's hosted by one of the hosts is Alistair Campbell, and he was saying that, well, because I listened to kind of from the start, and he said it really hit him once he sat down the tube, and he kind of mm. glanced to the left, and the guy was listening to his podcast, you know, uh, on the tube, which I think is quite that cool. That would be so, yeah, so sick. How, how mad would that be, you know? So, um, that's our first, that's our first one, isn't it? That's, a, that's our first live listener interaction. Hopefully, we were saying, saying something good at the time. Hopefully, first of many. Yeah, so let's get into it. How is how is Australia, mate? I know you touched on it there, but you're you're a week in now. Uh, I am a week in. So Australia is really really good. So Australia is a warm weather camp, and everyone always asks me why on earth you fly to the other side of the world and spend all this money to just swim in a fifty meter pool when there are fifty meter pools in Britain, and we train in one every single day. And for people who aren't involved in this world, it's a completely logical question. But it's not until you become an elite athlete and you train at your home program and then you go on training camp that you realize just why you do this kind of thing and why all this money spent to fly to the other side of the world. And there's several reasons. First off, essentially, you get eight. Dave always says, Dave's little saying, you get eight weeks of training for four weeks of work. Okay, so it's, it's mm. the, the, the quality of training and the quality of the work you're doing out of here and the recovery and everything is worth twice as much as if we're staying still in Bath. And there's, there's several factors, some more measurable than others. First off is the, the physiological benefits. So first being warm weather training camp. When you go from a normal training environment, like we do at Bath, uh, to a warm weather environment, your body is forced to work a lot harder. Uh, I think it changes the levels of plasma in your blood. I'm not sure of the exact science, but warm weather training gives you a physiological advantage. So we did a session on, on Friday morning tough tough session you're working to max heart rate and my god it was brutal in the heat you're you're Mm. forced to work a lot harder and then when you come back down to a normal environment 
you gain all the benefits similar to coming from being at altitude down to sea level so that's the first benefit is the the warm weather training second is the the, the outdoor training which obviously a lot of countries are fortunate enough to have but we don't have in the uk is the oxygen you know the better air you can pump more oxygen through your blood because you haven't got like a layer of chlorine sitting above the water you know you have fresh air you have the oxygen so that's a big benefit as well so they're kind of the two main physiological benefits so they're quite measurable the ones that aren't as measurable but i'd say are much more important first off is the mental benefits and people don't quite understand it when you don't live this but when you go to a training camp the biggest benefit comes from the fact that you are living and breathing the sport for four solid weeks you know we're here and our sole purpose for being here in this country in this environment is to get the best out of every single session to recover as best as you possibly can and just focus on this one goal you know we haven't got like commuting to deal with or life admin or you know meeting up with people on the weekend or going out and doing this or any of the other external factors in life that can with you know take away from the training our sole focus is to is to just get your head down and do the best quality work you, you can while you're out here so that's an important mental benefit a change of environment also really helps you because you are going to this specific place where the sole focus is training you will train harder because that's the reason you're, that's the very justification for being out here uh, obviously the warm weather helps everyone's mood states and kind of lifts you up especially when you go from like a january february in england where it's a real grind you know the sun's up at 5 a.m here i'm mm. getting up at 7 a.m easily feeling like a thousand <coughs> times better than when i wake up at 7 a.m in the uk i walk down to the pool and you feel mint and energized and and ready to go before you even start a really important key session in the morning so that's a big benefit as well um so for all these reasons it just becomes a brilliant training environment the quality of work that you do out here is just so important you get Ill illness illness around winter time in, in the uk is rife especially around like student campuses like bar you get away yeah. from all of that and you have that sole training block uh sole training group where you, you have that one focus for key work and what we're doing out here is what's called an anaerobic block so this is like the pinnacle of training this is like the high-end peak of the mountain so most of the year we do aerobic work you're building that engine you're building a strong chassis which allows you to do this high quality work and anaerobic training comes in the form of your spiked heart rate and threshold effect sessions where you're working down off heart rate to, to kind of produce a max heart rate and then the two real real key sessions one of each every week is lactate production where you produce as much lactic acid in your muscles to produce as big of a spike swim it off to recover and repeat that several times throughout the session and the toughest one i'd say of all lactate tolerance where you produce mm. as much lactic acid in your blood as possible and you just sit there and you maintain it and you tolerate that lactic acid and you do repeated efforts with a high level of lactic acid in your blood so they're the two real real pinnacles of training in a in an entire swimming year you know we'll do you can count on two hands how many of these sessions you'll do in the whole year but you need mm. them to really make uh, big moves forward and it's that high quality work where an environment like this is absolutely perfect yeah and with those with that lactate session the one you mentioned at the end how how do you actually get your like what's a really simple way to explain how you get your lactate levels that high and then maintain it just in case i guess anyone wanted to simulate that feeling mm. themselves the way we do it so for, <laughs> so for example for a lactate tolerance set let's say a classic is like 10 50 meter efforts yeah a five minutes turnaround time okay so every five minutes on the dot you do an all-out maximal exertion 50 meter effort okay yeah uh after every swim they measure your lactic acid 
uh, by taking a pinprick from your ear and measuring the, the lactate levels in your blood. You see what it gets up to and you see if you can just keep it as high as possible. And then if the times stay really, really quick with a high lactate, then you've tolerated the lactic acid. What yeah. happens with most people um, is you'll get to number six or seven and the times will just drop way off because you can't even tolerate that much lactic acid in your muscles. You're not allowed to recover. There is no recovery swim, no recovery movement. You have to sit you still have to stay still and right. produce lactic acid. And it's such a horrible session because lactic acid is what makes you feel really sick. And this is just like, it's so grimy. And we've got one on Tuesday night, I want to say, and I'm absolutely bricking it. So, yeah. It's, it's going to be a lovely session for you. I remember I've done a couple of those just on the track and... Yeah, I've got, I've got to say they're, they're so grim. I think it's the closest I've ever come to throwing up. So um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good luck for that session on the Tuesday. Um, and I think maybe people will be interested to hear how I guess you'd compare the warm weather directly to the altitude because obviously you have mm. your, your warm weather benefits, as you mentioned, and obviously getting outside. Um, but if you were to go like altitude versus warm weather head-to-head as like a top mm. trump, which would you say would be would be your preferred because obviously Katie was chatting about how she's at altitude and I know you've done it before but it looks freezing yeah kind of that when when you go to altitude by looking what they've done and I see runners do it as well up in Arizona there must be it must be tricky because it's so cold and um from a running perspective as as well half the problem is finding somewhere to run because there's snow everywhere yeah I think the real difference (laughs) is the type of training you're doing while you're out there so I always think of altitude training as the engine work you know you're really building the engine you're trying to produce high quality like red blood cells high red blood cell count you're you're, you're working your engine it's an it's an aerobic work you know so it's brilliant when you need to build that engine up funnily enough right before lockdown i did a january so the the, the camp that katie's on at the moment that's the january altitude camp i did a three-week january altitude camp flew back to the uk for a few days and then flew to australia for a month-long warm weather camp right before lockdown started and it's kind of the best of both worlds because I had this really, really high uh, aerobic engine, yeah. which allowed me to be fit enough to do this high quality anaerobic training out in Australia. Something mm. that people always forget, which is a bit brutal, is the fitter you get. You know, when you like working hard and you're like, God, I'm so unfit. This is so hard. If only I was fitter, this would be easier. The fitter you get, the harder training gets because your capacity for training increases. So right. when you're actually really fit, it just means you can push your body more and put yourself through more pain and tolerate it and keep going so you need that engine work to allow you need the aerobic block to allow yourself to do the anaerobic block sometimes what i realize in swimming is most of training is training to allow yourself to train if you get where i'm coming from yeah. which is a bit weird it's it's, it's allowing just yourself to, to do them yeah exactly exactly so we like all of january was a massive anaerobic block for us or you know up until this Australia camp, most of January, uh, sorry, massive aerobic block, building the engine, building yeah. the foundation to come out here and smack an anaerobic cycle. And then your gym, your, your S&C, your, your land work reduces in an anaerobic block because the swimming becomes very much the priority. You need to be fresh to produce these high lactates and stuff like that. Whereas in an aerobic block, the swimming volume's high and the gym volume's really, really high. So it's, it's always interesting how two work in tandem with each other as well yeah it's fascinating when you go into more depth i know this will certainly this kind of conversation really appeals to people who are properly into their training and their fitness and especially their swimming but i think it'd be interesting if we got like 
you know when you have conversations with your mates about how how their fitness is going how their training is going i think we should make it like commonplace you like speak to someone be like oh how are you getting on there but like yeah i'm just building my base i'm just in my aerobic phase at the moment <laughs> and then uh, you have a few people like oh now it's properly anaerobic stuff i've got like a high lactate session <laughs> and know, so i think i think it's quite cool yeah as you say when you when you really break it down because it, it really I guess spells out the, you know the technical reasoning for why you're doing these mm. things mm-hmm. um and I've been seeing from your your Instagram uh, and many other of your teammates Instagrams that you've got like a good team out there is it is it mainly the bar flop and how how are you getting on as a, as a group out there because I guess it's like a hopefully one happy family out in Australia yeah so so this is a bar training camp so it's only bar people on this team so this isn't a British swimming camp Loughborough are also out here on a separate training camp to us. So right. training at different times, but in the same pools, we see them at the pool and stuff like that. But they're kind of leaving as we're coming in. Um, and they leave like a week or two before us. Uh, I think okay. so. So they've been here, they got here like a week or two before us and they leave a week or two before us as well. Um, it's good. It's a really good group. I really like the group at Bath. Uh, I'm rooming with Jimmy. Um, we've got an apartment together. And then I think there's two rooms of the three boys um so six other lads and then holly and freya are also rooming together so there's two other girls i think training camp's always interesting because you spend so much time with these people if there's any like cracks in the relationship or underlying problems this is when they kind of come to the surface especially when you're doing like work as intense as what we're doing and you're just with this group you know there's no significant others there's no family here there's no friends from like you're outside of the swimming world that you can kind of go off to this is like your group and you have to be so tight and you have to have such a close group which we do but tensions always do arise you know Uh, and I think that's true of any group luckily in Bath I think that's probably the least present of any training group I've ever been on but I've been on some training camps where people start to rub other people up the wrong way yeah uh, which is bound to happen on a training camp and it always does and it's up to a good coach and a good you know you need that good man management uh in 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 those scenarios to to really help out but as of yet there have been no problems um but you know we're one week down three weeks ago is <laughs> is all good it must be such a a great feeling and thing to just experience at dinner if you've had a, a big day or if you've come to the end of a tough week just to all sit down and go oh that's what we've all put in a lot of work there and mm. just sort of enjoy that together it is true we actually had a barbecue we had like a team barbecue on saturday night so last night which was just so wholesome. Um, it was very, very nice. And I think everyone really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, and you can kind of just sit back and be like, God, we had a, we had a, we had a tough one this week. Um, yeah. But it was great. And we put a really good solid block together and chat about things in the pool, chat about life outside the pool. It's, it is good. Um, and I think it's important to switch off from training while you're out on training camp. I know it sounds slightly counterintuitive, mm-hmm. but you need to, you know, otherwise you can almost become too intense. We've got a few activities planned in the next few weeks. So uh, then we're going to try and go golfing at some point. We're going to go oh, nice. deep sea Didn't get the clubs out. Didn't get the clubs out, unfortunately. It was extortionate to fly them out last minute. So I think we're going to hire more out here. Um, I think it's got to be done. So yeah, at least it's, it's saved you. Um over a thousand pounds that hasn't it so can't complain oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah not cheap not cheap and actually you don't look too too badly sunburned either so um it seems like you're dealing with it on on that side of things honestly mate i've actually not been sunburned yet i'm very happy with it uh we had like a big talk at the start of the camp like we've had like three meetings about sunburn and how bad it is basically (laughs) 
for agenda football, for like training and stuff. Like yeah, literally. Um, it's always like some of the young lads who always um, get sunburned because they just don't quite understand how strong it is out here. Uh, actually, one of our previous guests, both of our previous guests, really? have been quite badly sunburned. So um, Mr. Mildred oh, and Miss Anderson have both caught the sun uh, quite badly. Um, so uh, hopefully that'll they be need, the only... They need some some protocols for that. Like They need like a, a sun cream bath that you can just dive in, <laughs> wipe it down, and then you'll be ready to go. You would have thought so, yeah. Yeah, you would have thought so. It is. It does get intense, the heat, when because we, we train 9 till 11. So by the time you get to 11 a.m., it's like tasty. Um, that kind of surprises me a little bit, just because would it not be beneficial to go a couple of hours earlier or even yes, an hour would. earlier? But 7 till 9 is booked up by Loughborough. But Loughborough. <laughs> but we get okay. 4 till 6, and they've got to go 2 till 4. So they get those oh, okay. sweaty two to four hours, and we get the slightly nicer four to six. That must be that must be a tough feeling because they've smacked out a session and like right, it's our turn now. But then in the wait, if I got that, I've got that the right, I've got that the right around. Yeah, they're going first both times. But yeah. I guess in the afternoon, you're while they're sweating, you can think right, we've got a nice, hopefully yeah, cooler session. And in in the evening, it probably gets cooler as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which is always quite nice. Um, that's what you yeah, want. Yeah, and also like I like the slightly later times because I can get up at like seven here. I've got an hour before we leave. It's quite chill. The sun's up. I have a coffee on the balcony, and I'm not tired when I wake up here. Like I wake up at yeah. seven a.m. here, and I'm like, the sun's out. Your body clock switched on straight away. It's not like pitch black like it is back in the UK. You know where it's like feels like you wake up in the middle of the night, even though it's only seven a.m. It's like, and I look outside my window. People are out running. People are out cycling, walking the dogs at 6 a.m. You know, I'm waking up at yeah. half six in the morning, um, swimming in the bay here and stuff like that. It's such like a healthy life out here. Um, and it just makes you feel like, oh, you know, seize the day, get up. And I've got a really big Good session. Day. I can't wait to hit it. Some great race pace session, you know, this morning or whatever it might be. And that, that's yeah. the key. That's the real key difference. Because like, when I'm back in Bath, I drag myself out of bed at 7 a.m. And I'm like, God, it's pitch black. It's minus one degree. I've got a defrost in my car. I've got this awful session this morning. I feel like I've not woken up. It's just that like I can't even begin to explain how different it is out here. Uh, yeah, I, and I just touched on that point. I've seen you in the depths of winter, like in Maidenhead, back of the magnet on those morning <laughs> sessions. Like It's funny because the, the first few words like I'd get out of you would be after the session. Oh, <laughs> like, mate, I was not in a good way then. <laughs> But also, it's like when you're training men, it's like you, you get them like at five forty-five in the morning in the winter. Yeah, like no one should be up then. That's like a that's no. like child abuse. When I was that's like, a given like, rule. Yeah, literally. And I'd be like driving the nug at the as in my old car, the the, the Peugeot that we used to call the nug. I drive the training and just be like dreading it, absolutely dreading it. I feel sorry for my little brother William, who's obviously still got. But we've spoken about age group training and how tough it is. Already we on have this, on this podcast. We have. Um, actually, Charles William racing in Luxembourg this weekend. Big. Um, Didn't, so representing um, southeast region that's fantastic we need to keep an eye on how he gets on didn't someone swim quite quick there was someone like ben out there ben's out there ben prowl's out there i think he won the 50 yeah. i'm not sure what time he did I'm, he might have the 53 today um, i saw, so I I saw be proud versus big big willie d your brother. yeah yeah the showdown the showdown of the century yeah <laughs> the showdown yeah, that yeah. everyone's been waiting for right before i let you go because it's looking quite quite dark where you are now or maybe that's sorry just... i should get the lights on yeah maybe maybe jimmy's pulled the curtains um <clears throat> can can you talk us through sort of like a, a day in the life uh out there on camp i think 
was having I was having discussions with podcast fans, and uh, they mm. actually might be interested to see some a day in the life like some some visual clips that we could clip wow. up to some music on Instagram. I'm sure that could be arranged. I'm sure that so, could be arranged. I've done one of those before yeah. for like Athena, but um, yeah, a day in the life out here. So, like I said, I'm up at seven. It's bright. It's sunny. It's warm already. Um, I have a bowl of porridge and a coffee. Nice. Chill for a little bit, and then I sun cream up because you can't sun cream at the pool because they will bollock you if you sun cream at the pool. So you've got to sun cream up before you go. Sun cream up, walk to the pool, maybe 15, 10, 15 minute walk just down by the seafront, head to the pool, get there, and then Love half me. an hour pre pool. So normally be mobility in the morning. So kind of just stretching mobility work, and then we'll have a swim session in it. I think tomorrow morning is kind of like loosen work, maybe a bit of aerobic work, and it's prep for the evening session. So it'll be uh, five, six K tomorrow morning, something like that. Nothing too strenuous, nine till 11 with swimming, finish up, have a little cereal bar. And then we're in the gym and it's an outdoor gym right by the, on the pool side, right by the pool nice. side. And it's Very just nice like, indeed. tops off, you know, just in your shorts and your trainers. And it's like, you, can, you, you get such a sweat on. You only like sweating. It feels like you're just like getting fit. Like you're just working yeah. hard out in the sun. Every rep, out. mate. Oh, mate, it's so good. It's so good. And then you shower and then you feel mint after it. Walk back, uh, have lunch, which will normally be like sweet potato, tuna, um, mayo. And then it's chill for a little bit, um, maybe like an hour or two. Um, maybe do some work for the pod, do a few emails, whatever yeah, it might just, be. Just keep um, up. That's that's time where life admins allowed. That is, that is perfect. There's a two-hour slot. Where anyone who isn't in this bath team training camp can chat to you for about two hours exactly. and they'll get replies. Exactly. You can book in then. But apart from that, but also <laughs> the weird thing is like, because everyone's back in England at the moment, I'm chatting to them from when I wake up oh, until yeah. about 10am, 9am. And then from about now. So what is it now? It's like 7pm for me till like, I go to bed. But I actually quite like it because like I can just switch off. And I'm not like, say, yeah. I like speaking to my friends, my family and stuff like that. But it's almost like a bookmark it for the start of the day and the end of the day mm. when I'm chilling. And then other yeah. than that, it's just like kind of focus on training stuff like that. So yeah, anyway, yeah, I have lunch, that. chill for two hours, and then walk back to the pool and normally for a core session. It's a half an hour core session. Got a little bit done. of mobility in there. And then we have the key session most of the time in the evening. So I think tomorrow night is lactate production. So we'll be doing like efforts in the pool, probably at race pace. Race pace efforts will be suited up. So we've got a race suit on trying to hit our race pace times and we'll get measurements for the lactic acid. I really like production sets. They're quite good. It's the tolerance sets that scare me a little bit. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll dust that off. <laughs> Two hour sessions, dust it off, wander back. And then we're cooking dinner and Jimmy and I are alternating. So I think Jimmy's making salmon and rice tomorrow night. I'm making uh, spag bowl tonight. Um, so he'll be on dinner tomorrow night. Finish dinner, maybe half seven, eight, something like that. Uh, and then probably about two hours to chill in the evening, maybe watch a little something on Netflix, uh, speak to the family, read my book, something like that, and then bed about 10, half 10. Uh, and that's a day, and that's six days a week, Sunday's off. Signed and sealed. Love to hear it, mate. Um, yes, well, you better get on to your, your spag bowl. Oh, mate, I can't wait. Can't wait. Is it, who's, who's providing the best food at the moment? Who's, who's uh, winning, winning that comp? Well, Jimmy made a really nice curry the other day. Uh, family okay. recipe, it's a Nana Guy recipe, uh, which wow. was really, really good. Um, 
I've been on it spag bol and chili, so not too adventurous, but you know my staples. I can't really Solid, go wrong though. with them too. So <laughs> just yeah, going to keep going on the the spag bol and chili then, yeah. Well, we've got four that we're rotating through. It's like spag bol, chili, prawn linguine, and curry. Oh, maybe the salmon as well. And we just kind of rotate through them in the evening. Might even have some garlic bread tonight. So we're going to spice up a little bit. It's going to be a big one. I'm quite excited. I'll enjoy it. I'll let you crack on. Thank you very much. It is so dark. Sorry, mate. I'm just... (laughs) There we go. He's back. And you're glitching. (laughs) (laughs) Shock.